Welcome everybody. You are listening to the Omni Channel podcast, a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host Dominique Aldegrand and my mission is to help fellow marketers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. The first step I would say is switching to a two call model. Mm-hmm. which is basically and this is what I do in my business so I have a what I call a triage call mm-hmm. which is like a 15 minute 10 15 minute conversation and then basically the goal of that conversation is a couple of things it's number one it's to build trust number two it's to qualify mm-hmm. and if they're a good fit for a discovery call a longer 45 minute conversation then I'll pitch the discovery call off the back of that conversation. Mm-hmm. So that can be a great way to filter filter out on the front end. That's probably like step one that I would recommend for people. It's like, hey, if I'm like, and honestly, this is something that I think anybody could do, even if they're not getting a ton of leads in the door, because 45 minutes, an hour long call, it's a long time to spend with somebody. And if they're not qualified, they're just not a good fit. You can probably find out 80% of the time in like five, 10 minutes. So that's what I would recommend in terms of other strategies. We, we did a lot of work on the application side, trying to figure out the right questions to ask, like, how do we qualify people financially up front? It's really challenging to do. And the biggest challenge with it is before you've taken somebody through a sales process where you ask the right questions and really help connect them to the gravity of whatever their situation actually is, the full extent of what the problem is costing them, the desire, how much they really want to be at a different place in their life, what impact that might have, all of the questions that you ask through a sales process before the prospect has had the opportunity to go through that process, they their relationship to the urgency around solving a specific problem is very different. Mm-hmm. So they might only be willing to spend a couple hundred dollars to solve a problem But once you get on the phone with them, that $300 problem turns into a $5,000 problem. So I haven't found financially qualifying people on the front end to be particularly useful. I mean, there are like very clear red flags, right? Where it's like, I'm unemployed. I don't have a job. I'm like, literally, I don't like, those are things that would, would raise flags for me. But for a lot of the gray area stuff that's kind of in the middle, Mm -hmm. I think the best thing to do is just to get somebody on the phone Mm -hmm. and have that sales conversation. And Mm -hmm. you'd be amazed. Like the people, honestly, when people tell me like, I don't, I don't know if I can afford you. Like I, I'll literally just say like, let's just hop on a call and Mm -hmm. we can explore that together. And if not, that's totally cool. We can figure out a game plan for you so that you can at least get some support elsewhere for the next steps in your journey. Mm-hmm. I won't even pay attention to that. The only time I'll disqualify somebody if is if it's a situation where it's like, I'm out of work. I literally don't have any money. I'm like thousands of dollars in debt. And then for me, it's like a reality check question. And I'll just ask them a question like, cool. So 
obviously at this point in the conversation, I don't know enough to really say for sure at this point, whether or not I can help you. So I'm just kind of thinking in my head, like what might be the best path forward for you? What I do know is that there are lots of resources out there. They do involve some kind of an investment. Mm -hmm. So given where you're at right now, financially, are you in a position to be able to invest four figures in your coaching business so that you can actually start getting more clients in the door and just leveling with somebody like that can be a really great and non, uh, it's, it's not as aggressive as saying like, Hey, can you afford me? <laughs> Cause that will raise a bunch of the sales resistance. So that works really well too. And I know this is a very long winded answer to your question, but it just kind of depends on the circumstances for most people. I would say, start with that triage, that 10 minute conversation and go from there. No, that was absolutely awesome. I think you covered it really well and in very much in detail, like all of those processes. So thank you so much for that. Um, sure. If you don't mind sharing, I think it was today when I was scrolling in the group and um, someone was asking about how to handle objections. I think it was a price objection. Um, do you mind just for the listeners, um, some of your techniques and tactics that you teach your clients as well when it comes to handling objections? Yeah, sure. So it's tricky because when people ask this question, what they often want is like the rebuttal. <laughs> they, they want like the thing that you say in response when somebody says it's too expensive. And the truth is that 80% of objections, 90% of objections are preventable mm -hmm. and trying to solve them on the back end with a rebuttal is like trying to mop up a floor that's covered in water because the faucet's broken instead of turning off the faucet. Mm -hmm. The key to preventing objections is everything that happens before you start pitching. If you're getting a lot of objections, for example, about price, usually what that means is not, I mean, there's a difference between I can't afford this. I literally don't have the money mm -hmm. in my bank account to do this versus I just don't see the value in this. It doesn't justify the investment for me, which is what 80% of price objections are, for example. So when someone says it's too expensive, the first thing that I'm trying to figure out is, is it literally, I can't afford this? Like I don't have any money in my bank account or is it, I just don't, I'm not connected to the value of this. This doesn't feel worth it to me. Now, going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you're experiencing a lot of these objections, what it usually means is that your sales process is not taking the prospect through the steps that they need to go to go through to actually prevent those objections from coming up in the first place. Like if I ask some questions on the front end to really connect the prospect to the urgency mm. of the situation, like for example, a question like, okay, so if I'm talking to a coach, for example, I might say, so you're only making $1,500 a month you've been doing this for the past two years and you don't really feel like you're making any progress based on what you shared with me. So can I ask you an honest question? Well, what happens if things don't change? 
So now the prospect starts telling me, well, honestly, I'm kind of running out of runway here. And if I can't get this thing figured out, then I might have to go get a job and I'm going to have to put my dream on the back burner, the thing that I care about the most. Are you willing to settle for that? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like this is what I want more than anything else in the world. I cannot imagine going back to a nine to five job. It would feel like failure. It would feel soul crushing to me. So now their relationship to that problem is very different because I've asked the right questions to connect them to the urgency. So now on the back end, I'm much less likely to get an objection like, well, you know, it just isn't the right time. Like maybe let me think about it or, you know, this, this just doesn't really, yeah, it's like, okay. Like all the objections that come from not having that urgency in place. Same thing with price. If I walk somebody through, for example, on the front end, number one, how much money they're leaving on the table every month. Like, let's say they're a coaching, they're, they're a coach and their program is, I don't know, $5,000 and they're only able, they're, they're not attracting any leads. So like, and this is a great question for market, for people selling any digital marketing services out there. Like, do you know, on average, how many leads you could be generating a week if you actually had a system and a process in place and Facebook ads that were really working for you? Most people have no idea, right? So you can ask a question like that and say, okay, cool. So just to share some context for you, most of my clients on average, we're seeing six to 10 appointments per week booked through ads. So if you have a 30% closing rate, that means you could be signing an additional two to three clients per week. So how much additional revenue do you feel like that would generate for your business on a monthly basis? I could be, I'm just doing the numbers in my head right now. Mm-hmm. It could be $20,000, $30,000. So just to be clear, because you don't have that system in place, you're leaving $30,000 a month on the table. So now when we're talking about an investment, we can anchor it in terms of, so remember how earlier on in the call, we were talking about how, because you didn't have that marketing system in place and didn't have ads that were really working for you, you're actually leaving $30,000 a month on the table. Well, we're going to fix that problem so that we can dial the pieces in that you need in order to create that. And it's only going to cost you $10,000. So now, like, because we've taken the person through that process earlier on in the call, their relationship to the investment that we're asking for is very different. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to say, oh, this is too expensive because you've helped connect them to the value and the return on investment through your questions. So this is not a very like sexy answer to your question, (laughs) but it's just the truth that all of the stuff that we try to prevent objections on the back end, it's they're really just band-aids mm-hmm. for poor discovery and poor earlier part of the conversation. So the better job that we can do on the front end in terms of addressing those things, the fewer objections that you actually get on the back end. And in many, many cases, you won't get any objections at all. Just be like, yeah, let's do this. 
I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely really the way you explained it. It's very logical. And I think that's where I know we make decisions based on emotions, but, but you need to back it up with logic. I think there is that part of the brain that needs to be like, okay, logic tick, it's done. Cool. And I feel like I want to do it. But now that you explain to me and you walk me through that the, the money I leave on the table, like all of those opportunities, obviously it's a no-brainer. I would be stupid to not make the decision, right? So I think um, the logical way of just explaining that, the transformation, um, putting a price on being depressed and working at the old job and going back, like it's... Um, I think that is where you can peel back those layers and just, it's, it's a very easy answer. It becomes really easy for them to see the value. So that was a yeah. really, really great explanation. Thank you so much. Of course. And, and one other thing to add to this, because for those of you who are looking for rebuttal, <laughs> like, what do you do if you go through all this stuff, you do your best, and then still at the end of the conversation, somebody says, it's too expensive whatever it is, the objection. So here's a technique that I teach that works really well. It's called pacing the first objection. So when you drop the investment, hey, the cost for my, you know, the investment for my, my coaching program is $5,000. Usually if someone doesn't say, yeah, let's do it right now, they're going to come back with an objection. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the first objection out of their mouth. It's either going to be, well, I definitely can't sign up for this today, or I need to talk to my wife, or, you know, that's a lot of money, or I need to think about it. Like it's, it could be a million things, but it's always that first thing that they say in response to you telling them how much it costs. So what a lot of people do is when they hear that first objection, they immediately go into trying to address that objection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know, let's talk about. Uh, the timing, if it's a timing issue, well, let's figure out what the, the issue is there and we can sort out the timing so we can get you set up. The issue with that approach is whatever they're telling you is that objection. If they're not feeling 1000% confident that this is the right program for them and now's the right time to sign up, none of that matters. So you could spend a whole bunch of time talking through this with somebody, figuring out a perfect timeline for them to get started, talking about their, you know, the stuff with their wife or their husband. And then what will happen is at the end of the conversation, they'll come back and they'll say, okay, cool. So I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is because you haven't actually addressed what the core issue really is, which nine times out of 10 is I'm just not feeling hundred percent confident that either this is the right program for me or now's the right time to sign up. Mm -hmm. Those are like the two foundational things. And until we address those things, nothing else matters. So what I do and what I teach is when you have somebody who comes on the call with you and you drop the investment and they give you whatever they say after that, what we want to do is we basically want to sidestep whatever that thing is, and start talking about how are you feeling about the program? Are you 100% convinced that this is the right program for you? And now's the right time to sign up. And they might say yes, 
And then we want to check in again. Say, okay, so just, just to be 100% clear, you're not in a place where you're thinking like, should I do this or should I not do this? Or is this the right thing for me and my business? You're 1000% committed that this is the right thing for you. And you're just trying to figure out like how I can make this work financially, or you just need to run it by with your wife, or you just need to figure out the timeline, whatever the objection is. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say no. And they're going to start talking about the concerns that they have about the program. And that's what we want because we want to start there. And until someone's bought into the program, the work that you do, whatever the process is that you're taking them through, and until they feel like this is a thousand percent the right thing for them to do, it doesn't make sense to talk about all those other objections. So we start there. And once we've got that piece dialed in, and we've gotten someone to a place where they feel like this is for me, I really want to do this. And now's the right time to do it. Then we can talk about the payment plans. Then we can talk about the, the talk to the wife. Then we can talk about that. And the, the benefit of that is we move into that conversation from a place of leverage because they've already told us at that point that this is what I really want to do. So it's like, okay, cool. So it sounds like this is something that you really want to do. You're hundred percent bought in. So because this is something that you really want, how do you feel about having an open and honest conversation about where things are at for you financially? So we can figure out whether or not there might be a path forward on the payment plan side. Mm -hmm. So now we've got leverage moving into that conversation versus, well, let me just like throw payment plans at them to try to get them to stay Yeah. when in reality, you know, they're not even bought into the program. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great if you uh, go back to the root cause of the problem and try to amend it from there instead of like trying to patch it and and check, well, as a payment plan, you know, I can throw things exactly. at you and then it's not even the issue. It's the thing that may, they might not be convinced at this point that the program is for them. Um, 100%. Talking about programs, you have something that is an accelerator program, the 12 week program. Do you mind explaining to the audience more about that? Sure. So I work with coaches and I specifically work with coaches who are impact driven. So coaches who are doing work that is making a difference in the world in some way. They're healers. They're people who are serving others, using their work to create positive transformation in the lives of others. And what I know for those people is that they have so much to give. And the biggest thing that often holds them back is not having the business pieces dialed in. And it drives me freaking nuts because these are the people that have the greatest ability to change the world. And yet they're continually held back, struggling to find clients in a place where they're posting all day on social media and not really getting anywhere because their marketing sucks, their offers suck, and they just don't have the business fundamentals in place to really thrive and succeed. So I put together this program. It's a 12-week one-on-one coaching program that's really designed to give that person every single thing that they need in order to consistently generate clients on demand without the hustle, without stressing out, without spending hours posting on social media, 
how to figure out how to like sell to them, how to build an offer that really works, all of the fundamental pieces that they need to have in place in order to build thriving, profitable businesses that not only create massive amounts of financial abundance for them, but also allow them to really do the life-changing work that they do. So that's what I do. It's an amazing program. I'm so passionate about it and it's all one-on-one. So I, I take on a very small number of clients and it's really only for existing coaches, people who have already established some kind of foundation in their business, but they're kind of struggling to get past the making several thousand dollars a month level. They want to scale up to six, multiple six figures, but they're, they're just feeling kind of stuck and don't know how to get to that next level. 